Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. Today we'll be reading from the Book of Science by Dr. David Jeremiah. We're finishing with the epilogue. The Nazi Blitz on London began in late 1940. People had to endure the terrifying screams of falling bombs, the roar of planes overhead, the burst of anti-aircraft gunfire, and the booming explosions of the bomb. One little girl was returning home from school when the sirens suddenly sounded. She dropped her books and read headlong toward her home. A bomb exploded a block away. When she arrived home, her frantic father scooped her up and rushed the family to the nearest shelter. They huddled in the darkness as the terrifying war raged outside. The little girl clung to her father and said, Daddy, can we please go somewhere where there isn't any sky? After coming this far on our journey together through the 31 undeniable prophecies of the apocalypse. You might be wishing the same thing. But my hope is that while you are wide awake and more aware of the signs than you've ever been, alert, watchful, and vigilant, with one eye on the headlines and the other on the eastern skies, you would also be more hopeful, now realizing that there's a high value on understanding Future events, which in addition to painting a sometimes terrifying picture, also shows us God is the author of history. He is in control. Our Lord's return is certain, and I believe soon. In addition to enabling us to live with hope about our world and its future, study and prophecy has an even higher and more practical value. It provides a compelling motivation for living the Christian life. The immediacy of prophetic events shows the need to live each moment in Christ-like readiness. When we have heard and understood the truth of Christ's promised return, we cannot just keep living our lives in the same old way. Future events have present implications that we cannot ignore. When we know that Christ is coming again to this earth, We cannot go on being the same people. We need to make a positive impact on the world. What shall we do? It's my sincere hope that you have increased your knowledge of the end times by reading this book, but knowledge is not enough. In fact, knowledge is only helpful to us if it leads us to action. Therefore, based on my readings in the New Testament, Here are 10 ways we as Christians should be different as a result of our prophetic knowledge. In each of the following scripture passages, I've italicized the words connecting the admonition with the promise of Christ's return. Number one. Ha, that's a big one. This is a big one. I have to pray about this one often. Refrain from judging others. Therefore, judge not before the time until the Lord comes, who will bring both the light and hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God from 1 Corinthians 4, 5. 
Kay, also, I don't know why we think somebody's sins is worse than ours. That's another thing, judging. You can't do that because it's not true. It's we do so much sin, but we like to just point out other people's sin instead of our, our instead of ours. We cannot do that. It is Bible refrain from judging others. Just remember we all need prayer. Pray instead of judge. Pray however God leads you to pray for that person. That's right. And he tells us in his word um, that our judgment will be returned to us. To us, us. yes. And right. we will be and judged full, in the same way. Right. Right. Yeah. In, in full measure. In full measure, yes. Yeah. If we so have, I don't think you want that, if, do you? If we judge others. But isn't it funny how we have to be reminded so often, catch ourselves when we're starting to to do that, going like, well... Why didn't he turn left? Why didn't he turn right on red? He's holding me up. Oh, yeah. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, just little things like that, mm-hmm. right, that we do. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on in that person in front of us, you know? We just need to step back and But breathe. we judge. Oh, they're like, probably on their phone or texting uh, or doing this. And, right, and just trusting God because that yeah. might be a moment that he's sparing us from an accident or whatever, or who knows what's going on, like I say, in that person's life. Mm -hmm. They could be crying because they lost somebody and they're not with it, even paying attention. You don't know what they're going through. Even if they're looking at their phone, it could be a disaster. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. That's, That's a good thing. Remember the Lord's table. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Respond to life spiritually. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now we're to number four. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one too. <laughs> Relate to one another in love. And Don't make- judge in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ooh, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Restore the bereaved. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Christ died and rose again, even so... God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For we say this to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and all the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. 
recommit ourselves to the ministry. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Okay, that's so important, long suffering. And we think we have the right to say enough is enough. But look what God has done. We've been on this earth for 60 some years and probably made thousands and thousands of mistakes. Did he judge us? He forgave us. And all we had to do was ask him. Refuse to neglect church. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. I am totally 100% guilty of this. No ifs, ands, buts about it. None. None. I am so, even to this day, I am guilty of this. I think, um, well, I work full time. I do this. No, I can't even get the words out because I'm embarrassed. I was doing really good for a long time going to church weekly. (laughs) And I forget why I missed and just got busy. And I need to get Back to fellowship with the church. Miss Kay's the opposite. She lives at the church seven days a week, literally doing something. And that just goes to show you, both of us love the Lord so much. I neglect that. And he tells us not to neglect it. Kay's the opposite. She's there. She works in the church. She does, she does everything. It's a grounding for me. And I just want to say this. Father, I praise you. For Teresa sitting across from me right now and realizing because I have prayed for you, my friend. I know for myself that it keeps me grounded. It keeps me from going back to old ways and things, you know. I think that part of the vice of the pandemic has been. Yes, doing watching everything online. Yes. Yes, and pulling people away from gathering together with one another and breaking that fellowship and leaving us by ourselves where Satan knows he can be on a rampage in our minds, okay? Then we make up those excuses. You know, I know there's been a few times myself, and I'm trying to think of when it was just not that long ago, where I had a busy weekend. When Sunday morning came, the attack was on. Now, I did end up watching it online, But that's not like me, (laughs) you know? And if I would have done what I normally do, that I feel I'm called to do, who knows what blessing I missed. True. Okay. And, you know, and this isn't an excuse, but I'm thankful because I work remotely. So all day long, I get to listen to God's stuff while I work because I'm not on the phone. It's all processing claims So I, it's so relaxing and I sit there and I do, I talk to God all day long and it's not that I'm not in his word and I'm walking away because I, 
I get up and even go get a drink of water and praise him because he has blessed me since I have to work and didn't save for it, that he blessed me with such a great job. I mean, it's it's amazing to me. I don't have to commute. I get to listen to scripture all day and just become stronger in him. And I guess that's why I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I hate to say this because it's so wrong. Maybe that's why I don't feel like I need to go to church. Do you know, because it's, you know, all the time. I mean, I am just like a kid in a candy store, okay? Walking around my house praising God and loving him for everything that he has done for me. It blows my mind. And for a long time, and I'm talking years, I was so mad at him. I still did things, but it wasn't from my heart. It really wasn't. And um, it took me a long time, and I I missed so many blessings because of it. And I am so in love with God right now, and I praise Him because He blesses me so much. And I missed it. And even though I was mad, I never prayed. I didn't do any. I mean, I still listen to my Christian music and stuff. I was just mad, and I would pray, God, I want, I remember in my late 20s when I would fall on the floor and praise you and just lay in your presence. And I missed it. I'm talking 30 years, Kay. And it's just wonderful to have that back. And if you're in that position to where you're a Christian, but you're mad and very angry. I've had a lot of outbursts with him and being really mad and hurt because of my life. Yet, I would call out and say, I want to have a relationship with you like I used to have. And he's there. It was just me not having the knowledge of how to let go of that. And because I made these stupid decisions to get myself into messes, I don't know why I blamed him. It was my choice. I did stupid things. Some things were not my choice, okay? Some things were not. But um, I just really praise him for coming back to the full fellowship that I just am so happy and in love with him. I just, I just am. And I just, all day long, I just walk through my house and love him and praise him. That is awesome. It's no excuse not to go to church on Sundays. (laughs) Well, I think he works on us. Yes. in, In different areas. And sometimes it's not all at once because he knows what we can handle and what we can't handle. But... You're not alone. You know, I uh, brought this question up at Bible study the other night that talking about repentance, you know, about repenting for things. And sometimes in my in my prayer time, something from the past will come up and I feel called to talk to God about it and and ask for forgiveness 
for acting in such a manner. As a Christian woman, knowing it was absolutely wrong to be doing it's going like, why in the world would I choose, why in the world would I choose to cause that division between me and Christ? Because it's exactly what it does. And Satan's probably clapping his hands. Absolutely, he when is. happens, and he's just going like, yes, 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 yes. But I praise God for um, giving us realization and pulling us and drawing us to him. And I was asking um, about that kind of thing happening. And maybe it happens different for each of us, because I know one of the girls had mentioned that, well, don't you think that, that you know, once you came to Christ that you're forgiven for um, all those things, you know, and and I just said, I guess I don't think that uh, it's not that I don't feel forgiven or think that I'm forgiven, uh, but one of the girls mentioned that if it comes to your heart and it comes to your mind, then maybe you need to talk about it to God. Okay, absolutely. Wipe the slate clean. Yes, mm-hmm. get it behind you, and be done with it because. Satan is the one that wants to keep bringing it back up again and again and again in your mind. We want to be ready, don't we? I mean... Back in the day when I was obnoxious, black and white, (laughs) there was no gray, very judgmental, very opinionated, always interrupting people when they talk because I felt they needed to hear what I went through and not listening. Totally lost my whole train of thought. Oh, so last week I was doing the same thing, thinking of things that I said that would have led people astray now that I know it was wrong for hurting people just by my words because my words were so sarcastic and mean that it probably cut through people like a knife. That's where I was too. I had to say, God, please, my God, God, forgive me. I am so sorry. You know, the more information, the more we learn, the more our walk, the more strength we get, and the more we walk with God, he shows us. And we can say, God, and this is what I'm saying, we judge people. We have done so much worse than what people that we judge do. But we somehow forget that in our mind or we don't think about it. It doesn't come to our mind, just their sin comes to mind. Right. Yeah, no. And I was at the same place. You do have to talk about it. I even went clear back to junior high school. That's how far I went back because I did something mean to somebody, you know? And nobody likes to be picked on or be treated bad you know, in school. And I did that and it still breaks my heart today what I did. And um, yeah, and I was just asking God for forgiveness for that too. It's just... It's a journey. It's a journey. journey, It's a long, long journey. It's not a one and done, you know. And I have to remind myself of that, that it's not a one daily. Daily. Daily, I have to lean into him. I do. Daily. That is true. Start with steadfast, Miss Kay. Here we go. Number eight, remain steadfast. Therefore, be patient, brethren. 
until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Here we go. Number nine. Renounce sin in our lives. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Number 10, reach the lost. Keep yourselves in love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Perhaps you have come to the final pages of this book, uncertain of what eternity holds in store for you. If that's the case, I'd like to take you all the way back to the beginning of this book. Huh, and we didn't read that. We're going to go back. Where I ask you to remember the last time you drove along an interstate or highway. Now, I'd like you to imagine yourself doing just that. Driving down the road toward an important destination. Imagine also that you're receiving directions from a GPS device or an app on your phone, and you've just missed the exit. You are now going in the wrong direction. How would that GPS device respond? (laughs) (laughs) Would it chide to you in a cold, computerized voice? (laughs) Would it call you names or disparage your intelligence? Would it remind you of all the other times you missed a turn or failed to go the right way? No, your computerized navigator will simply say, at the next opportunity, make a U-turn. It would gently but firmly inform you that you need to turn around and get back on track. In a similar way, by reading this book and gaining a deeper understanding of God's word, you may have become aware that you're heading in the wrong direction along the road of life. You've missed the exits and opportunity God has called you to take through the gentle prompting of his Holy Spirit, and you are cruising along your own path, a path that ultimately leads to destruction. If you find yourself in that place even now, then I humbly but urgently encourage you to heed the voice of God at this very moment. Make a U-turn. Repent. Turn away from the road that leads to destruction and choose instead the road that leads to life. Jesus talked about this road when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Choose to embrace God's gift of salvation. Choose to embrace Jesus as the truth and allow him to set you free. When you make that choice, you will encounter one final sign at the conclusion of your life's journey. Standing before Christ on that final day, you may even see him holding this that sign as he beckons you to join him in a place he has prepared for you. It's a sign that will simply say, welcome home. 
Heavenly Father, we come before you and we praise you and thank you for everyone who's listening today. God, I thank you. I call down the heavens in their midst, Father, and the Holy Spirit to hug them, to love them, to guide them, believe, acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and be saved. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. I'm not sure what's going to be next. I don't know if we're going to start at the beginning of the book like we should. <laughs> but we'll pray about it. Yeah, we'll get into something. Thanks for stopping by. Have a blessed week. Thanks for joining us.